every time I mention I do cold showers or cold dips, the reaction I get is usually something along the lines of, oh my god, I could never do that, or I hate the cold, or that's crazy. So if that's you, then this is the episode for you. I had the chance to interview my good friend Susan Benoit, who is a breath coach and cold exposure facilitator, who often says that cold exposure is what saved her. Now, Susan is the reason I started doing cold exposure and that I now do it on the regular. I love cold dips. I think they are a great tool for physical and mental health, but also for mindfulness, productivity, and focus. I've been wanting to talk about this for a really long time, considering how it's become a staple in my day. And who better than to bring my friend Susan to tell you all about it. So in today's episode, we chat about what are the benefits of cold plunges. Spoiler alert, Susan is very open about the fact that she hates the cold. (laughs) How does one even do a cold plunge or what counts as a cold exposure? Also, how you can ease into cold exposure if you're brand new to it. She also combines breath work with cold exposure. So we talk about why she brings both together and what the benefits are. We also talk about the importance of proper breathing as well as how one can improve their breathing and then a quick list of tips for someone looking to get started with cold exposure because hopefully by the end of the the episode we'll have convinced you to give it a shot. So without further ado, here's my interview with Susan. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. I'm so, so stoked to have you on. Thank you so much. (laughs) <laughs> i'm excited yay um okay so yeah for those who don't know you can you introduce yourself yeah uh, my name is susan benoit um gosh i don't know where to start really i'm a breath coach and cold exposure guide that's what i do now that's my passion and what i'm doing but i have a background in uh pretty much just in anatomy so with massage therapy exercise science uh strength coach on my own gym married to a strength coach, done all that great stuff, special stretch therapist, you name it, I've done it. Um, But yeah, but now I'm just a breath coach and cold exposure guide. And that's what I do with people. (laughs) Nice. I love that. Like, I don't know if you know this. I mean, none of the audience knows, but I'll just mention it. Like you're the person who gave me the push to start cold exposure. I don't remember where you were in your like one dip a day challenge that I know you're still doing. But I'm like, okay, if she's doing it out in the cold because it was the middle of winter, maybe she's onto something and I have to do it. That's good. I'm happy that like I've been at some, I love when I do see people that are like, right, or come back and they say like, oh, you're the one that kind of helped me get into this. I'm like, oh, that makes me super happy because I know what it's done for me. So to be able to share that with somebody else or for them also to experience something, because it's an experience. Like it It really, that's if there's one way to describe it, that's the best way. Right? Like it's something. I And until you experience it, like I can't really give you what it is. Like I can't like give you this, like, this is what you're going to feel because everybody's so different. So yeah. just either like it wasn't that bad or like, oh my God, I felt amazing afterwards is like, yeah. yes, <laughs> like I'm so excited. Yeah. So, and then yeah. now we have something to kind of, uh, yeah, now you have a starting point and we can build off of that. Exactly. Right. So it's like, you didn't die. And like, right. And I think it's because everybody's like, I hate that cold. Like, yeah, yeah, I hate the cold. Like I'm, I don't like winter. 
I'm living in the wrong country. See, I like winter, but it's because okay. I get to layer up for the temperature. Okay. Right? Like okay. if I'm dressed appropriately, like we're cool. <laughs> See, I don't even like winter. Like <laughs> it's funny though, where this winter I am looking forward to it. Not because I like to be outside in the winter, but I do really enjoy dipping outside in like ice holes and stuff and we can get into that but like I enjoy that part so like that's what I'm really looking forward to for the winter but I'm not looking forward to like the coldness but I'll also admit now like I'm that person's like oh I'm always cold like now I'm like oh my gosh like I feel like I'm wearing way too many clothes even in this cold people are like it's cold now I'm like what I'm yeah. still like in shorts and a t-shirt and no it's just you definitely become acclimatized so that's for also sure. I do enjoy that part that's pretty funny, which actually I want to start there where um, I'm sure you can relate to that. But I feel like the first thing, like when I mentioned I do cold dips and cold exposure, like the first thing people say is, oh, my God, you're crazy. I could never do it. And yeah, I hate the cold. Why would you do this to yourself? So um, I feel like this is a good starting point. Like, why, what would you say? What do you say when this comes up? Um, I think cause like, everybody's like, oh my God, I hate the cold. I'm like, I hate the cold too. Like, I'm not a fan of cold. Um, I'm not superhuman, you guys, but I can do it. So can yeah. you? Yeah. Right. And then I think it is like when people are like, like the why it's just like, it's, it's really, it is something that truly saved my life. And that's not just like a figure of speech. Like it really did like breath work and cold exposure saved me in a really bad time, um, in my life where it was like down a black hole. Um, and it brought me out like it's one i'm not a meditator i'm not that but it's the one moment being in the cold water where like it really does feel like time stops like you're you can't go especially with me like i do deal with anxiety and depression so like i can't go um forward into my anxiety and i can't go backwards into my depression like it is the one time where like my brain really shuts off and it's yeah. just me and my breath just in the present moment in the yeah. tub and it's just being really present with your one self and like it's the time for me to really listen to what my body's trying to tell me and I think that it's the like besides also me doing breath work like you know outside of the tub it's really where I can feel me and like who my true self is and yeah. so that's why I do it. And that's really what I try to explain to people to get into. It's like, it will take you to a different level of yourself. And some people aren't ready to go that deep down. And I don't think that people understand that it can be a very emotional experience being in water and not a bad emotional, but until you're ready to feel whatever might come up, yeah, you just need to be open-minded heart and mind to be like, okay, there might be some emotions here, but I'm ready to see whatever it is that comes up. Oh, that, that's really interesting. I feel like I've kind of had more the physiological benefits side of doing cold plunges, um, right? Like it's good to reduce inflammation. It's good, you yeah. know, after your workouts and just to help your body recover from stress, et cetera. And I think that's a main thing is that, right? Cold exposure has always been used for like national level athletes, professional athletes, like, right? You get into a cold tub to like ice the body and so decrease inflammation and all of that. But like, seriously it's anything from to like um increases your immune system is great for mental health um increase in energy um increases um like your um fat and sugar metabolism um it stimulates your vagus nerve which mm -hmm. is like 
the nerve that pretty much runs and goes through the whole body and does everything for you. Um, it builds resistance to be able to handle stress, yeah. um, stressful situations. So like the list of what it can really do is extensive, super extensive. Yeah. And I think because like now where I'm in my journey, um, yeah, I felt all of those. Like I was in a very bad spot, um, self-harming suicidal thoughts and like breath work and cold exposure got me out of that dark hole. So yes, it has so many, and I think now like it really is like a medicine, a daily medicine for me. Like I am on 289 days of consecutive dipping now, like, right. And yeah. So like, I'm close to that one year and like, I, people ask like, are you going to be done after the year? And I, I can't, I'm not going to say yes or no. Cause I don't know what the world, like the future holds for me or anything like that, but sure. it will of, um, my routine, whether if it stays daily or if it then goes to maybe like four or five days a week. But I think at that point, I'll be so used to just doing it daily that it just is part of me. Yeah, I feel it too. Like at one point, it kind of just, not only does it become part of your routine, but you kind of become addicted to how it makes you feel. Yeah. Like for me, like uh, now that I work in the morning, I'll come home from work, I'll shower and I'll have lunch and then I'll be able to start working again but my shower always ends with a cold shower and it's kind of just like I love how energized it makes me feel and yeah. I'm so much better at focusing and when I didn't work in the morning well then I would still go for a walk and do it first thing instead of kind of at lunch when I'm back from work yeah and it's still like when I don't do it it feels like something's not right like something's missing yeah I think also like and that's how I started like I started with cold showers when I first started my like the journey into cold exposure. And yeah. what I like noticed is, is that I could never be angry in a cold shower. Like that's funny. Warm, warm showers were my, my place to go. So like when sure. I was having a bad day or like I, I was in a spiral or about to self-harm or something like that, like I would go into a shower, turn it to boiling hot or and like soothing, sit on the bottom of it and cry my eyes out. Mm -hmm. um, but that didn't do anything. Like I never left good after that. Feeling better. Yeah. Like, oh do you know what I mean? I felt like I was Eeyore. Like it just was just like continuing that where sure. the cold, like you can't, like, I would like to challenge somebody to like get in a cold shower and tell me if you can be sad, you cannot be sad in a yeah. cold shower. Like it is invigorating and you might be like, ah, like in swearing and stuff, but that's it. You're not sad anymore. Yeah. And so it's this like, surge of energy that it gives you and mm -hmm. like so that's where I started and like that was the huge change that I came out of there being like whoa I'm not crying I don't have an urge to self-harm myself and that was like yeah. where big thing of like this is there is something to this and I need to continue to like go down this route and work with it yeah holy shit I yeah it's like it, it really just kind of pulls your mind out of whatever is currently yeah. in it right kind of just allowing to give you this break of like okay like all there is is the cold now yeah it's just now and you're like, yeah and then you can get back in the real world yeah right and I think that's it is that most of us either are we're stuck in our heads whether it's in the past or the present mm -hmm. and that is one time where I'm just like there's nothing else that can matter it's just now yeah, no, yeah. I love that. Um, which actually, you mentioned this a moment ago, talking about breath work and cold, which I feel like we are used to seeing everything about cold exposure. 
but I feel like the link between breathwork and cold is only starting to kind of be more mainstream. So why do you combine them? Or why are you so big on doing kind of both at the same time or helping people with both? Like what are the advantages? How do they support each other? What are the benefits? Yeah. Um, to me, like I personally, again, this is just my own. I don't believe you can do cold exposure without breath work. Like to me, it is a staple. Um, and again, I, so like really my breath work and cold exposure, like started simultaneously. I think I went, I started working with a breath and trauma coach. And then like three days later, he started to introduce cold exposure into my breathing. Um, and I think if people know who Im Hof is, like he's huge with breath work and cold exposure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's been around for life, like introduce breath work and cold exposure to kids at young ages. Like it's part of their culture. Like it's what they do. So um, to me, cold exposure is very stimulating. So that puts you into a sympathetic state, right? Into a fight or flight response. For sure. Where most of the world, I feel like, again, 90, 95% of the population, I feel like live in a stimulated response world in that fight or flight. You know what I mean? Yep. No, we still have our cavemen, you know, I'm about to go hunt a mammoth reflex, except you're sitting in traffic going to work. Yeah. Right. So, um, breath work is really great to deregulate the system and, and focus on being in a rest or digest. And to yep. me, it's really great because then when I throw somebody into a cold plunge, I try to get them recall back. They're breathing in a sympathetic state, right? Yep. Can you do um, high regulated breathing? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But my background with breathing, um, I would say I do a lot of really functional breathing. Like my goal is to actually teach people how to breathe yes. and breathe properly. Because mm-hmm. I say most people don't even know how to breathe properly. Like most I will- happily include myself in this group because literally just a few months ago I went to for a massage with my therapist and we were working on my shoulders and you and he asked me to take a big breath so he could work through some of the pressure points and he was like how are you breathing like you're breathing with your upper body not with your your midsection and basically like taught me how to breathe and it was like no way like I'm 25 like what the hell like thank you like I'm glad someone finally told me but like (laughs) yeah no it's and I think that's it is it because we breathe every day people don't think that there is a wrong way to breathe but there is and it affects everything so um even breathing wrongly can affect your teeth structure Mm -hmm. and the way that our face develops and so yeah like if you do and then this like I'm not making this up. I'm pulling it out of my butt. You can um, definitely, if anybody wants to know what, like Breathe by James Nestor is the best book, but there's so many books out here to actually show you. And if you actually, there's a lot of dentists that are going down this road being like, yes. But if you look back to the caveman um, time, they are so like wide structured and wide bone structure. And you look at us now and we're all like long and um, teeth are like crowded, our mouth is crowded. And there is a lot of things from our food that deal with that. Like there's so much, but breathing through your mouth is a major cause for your teeth structures to change, your bone structure to change, snoring, 
all yeah. of that, right? So like I have a five-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old and they all tape their mouth at night. All five of us. So even me and my husband, like yeah. we tape our mouth at night so that like that's the first thing to stop. And I wish I could have done this young with my um, older two because like we are dealing with um, now teeth issues and everything. And they do, right. they were breathing through their mouth and one is like constantly like sniffing and everything. It's like, I'm congested. It's like, you know, people like think that if they keep sniffing, it's going to open up. Like, no, like that's actually, it's a, it, you're just inflaming it even more and it's a muscle. It needs to be worked. So I'm very big on like functional breathing and getting people to actually really, really breathe mm-hmm. well and comfortably. And yep. then sometimes we'll go into like some somatic breath or whatever, but that's like a side kind of, you know, shift. But that helps me then so that when I throw somebody into this, like, huh, we're going to go into some cold water. Which I'll just program. say, I think it's hilarious that you've said the word, the verb throw twice now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just know. I don't know. I'm really nice about it. But <laughs> but when I put people into a cold tub, right? Or a cold, any sort of cold exposure, yeah. um, they're going to go back to chest breathing. That is our, that is how we survive. Like, that's just what we, I think again, over years. That's where we go to. So I don't want them to stay in that. So then we, again, if you're in a cold exposure with me and that's your first response, then you're following me and we're going back to our breath work. So I want you to learn how to be able to thrive in a strenuous situation, but being present in a um, relaxation mode, combining the two. And most people don't know how to do that. So that is why to me, breath work is so huge, but it's yeah. also, even when you get out of the cold exposure and I was like, ah, you know, they go back to this kind of thing, like, Oh my God, it's a bigger, but I need you to keep breathing back to normal again. Like I need you to go back to your functional breathing yeah. and I need you to really go back into that diaphragm and breathe there. Cause they go, they go well together. Now mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a while. So do I do breath work before every cold exposure? Yeah, I do. It might not be 20 to 30 minutes that I do with my clients, but you better believe that before I jump into a tub, it might only be 60 seconds, but I can regulate myself pretty well now since I do this consecutively every day. Um, 289, you said? Um, And I swim in cold water, like not just, you know, sit in there. Um, Breathing is just a major, major component to it. So I would like to debate with people that say it's not, but to me, I don't think you would find anybody that's really big into cold exposure that wouldn't say breath work is also so important to go with it. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. So like, do you have any kind of pointers or tips to help someone? Like if they're listening to this, like, okay, like, am I breathing wrong? (laughs) Like like, what are some kind of key signs that you might want to either work with someone or at least like, yeah, I'm always going to say, find a breath coach at first. Um, Just maybe like, even if for like one or two sessions, just so they can see to like, really see if you are actually properly breathing. But I mean, biggest things is like when you are if you're sitting in front of a mirror and you're looking and your shoulders are raising while you're breathing, like that's yeah, not a good sign. Like, yeah. right. You're not breathing into your diaphragm. Um, also this biggest also say like diaphragm breathing, they think of like a balloon, but they think of like a pushing forward, right? Like you, you take an inhale and your stomach should be coming out forward and it shouldn't be, you should be yeah. expanding fully 360 degrees. 
So the rib cage should be pushing out to the side, like getting some movement into the intercostal muscles, which mm -hmm. is in the rib cage, right? And then it should be moving into the back and into the front. So it should be like a belt expanding and then tightening. Um, so I always go through three um, pillars of breath. So biggest thing is to like lighten the breath up. So a lot of people breathe so heavy, hey, like, like that, where it's like lighten the breath. I shouldn't be able to hear you breathe. And so yeah. good thing, put the finger underneath the nostrils and you should barely feel that air come in and out. Also, or you can put like a self nose and see if both, this is also a good one to see if both of your nostrils are giving off air at the same, because one side might be bigger than the other. That means that there's something going on on the other side. Hmm. Um, so, <laughs> I love how you're I like, oh, know that. this is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the second pillar um, is deep. And so when people think deep, they think of taking a deep breath. That's not what I'm talking about. Deep means furthest away from the nose. So that first initial inhale should be coming down from the pubic bone and then raising up into the diaphragm, come up into the rib cage, come up through the heart center to the clavicles and then back down again. And so that's your second, second pillar. <laughs> What I'm learning is I need to learn even more because clearly. <laughs> and then your third pillar is elongating your breath, right? So, so many people, the average people like take like everything around 20 to 24,000 breaths a day. And like, you should be anywhere between 12 to 16. So it should be six breaths a minute. So like that's looking at around five second inhale, six, uh, five second inhale, five second exhale. And most people can't do that. Yeah, no, or right? they have to really focus on it yeah. to get there, do it for a couple of minutes, and then they come back to. Yeah, right. And so this is where my thing is, is that those inhales and exhales should be that your regular breath. It shouldn't yeah. just be like, oh, we're just like meditating here. And so like, it should be elongated. No, like that should be what you're breathing your normal. in. Normal day and out. And if you do any high activity or anything like that, that you should be able to come back to that type of breathing within three breaths. So I'm just thinking the last time I went to do sprints and it definitely took me more than three breaths. Yeah. Right. So those are, I will always start my breathing like that. and will always end my breathing like that with my clients, depending. And again, I will do assessments on them and meet with them and figure out what is. But if, if I'm doing a class and stuff like that, like yeah. when I do teach a big group and so it's not individually set, we will always start with the three pillars of breath. Like that is my main, main focus. And, um, Cause a lot of people will, again, will forget it throughout the day. But when I give homework, like they have to do this a minimum three, four times a day for yeah. a couple of minutes. And so the biggest thing is what people are going to say is that, well, I feel like I'm not getting enough air in and I need to like, I feel, I like to say you're getting air hunger, right? So sure. it feels like you need to get it. What that's showing to me is that it is, you actually are not used to carbon dioxide in the system. So and your body subconsciously being like, hey, like there's too much in the blood and the system, like yeah. get this out ASAP, but it's more just about getting your body used to that new normal. And so the thing is, is like people think it's a bad gas and you should you shouldn't like have it in, right? Sure. You actually need carbon dioxide for the oxygen to be released out to go into the bloodstream and into the muscles for recovery. So if you don't have carbon dioxide and you're breathing off way, like way too much of it, right? Then yeah. you're not doing any good for you. So that's what the air hunger is, is you not feeling like you don't have enough oxygen. You have plenty of oxygen. We've just breathed for 20 to 30 minutes, 
but it's feeling like air hunger because it's just something new to you because you yep. take instead of five, like, or, you know, the, uh, five, five or six breaths a minute, you're mm -hmm. taking like 12 to 13. So you need to slow it down. You need to become accustomed to carbon dioxide in the system. And that's yep. why people that can free dive and all of that, right. Is because they have an increase of carbon dioxide, which allows the oxygen to flow within the body. Wow. That's really interesting. I didn't think that was the specific kind of mechanism that was at play here, Well, that's really, really cool. Yeah. And honestly, anything, same thing with that, like anything by Patrick McEwen, um, the oxygen advantage, the Batoiko method, um, he's written like, uh, Patrick McEwen's written like many, many books, but he goes into, um, like the breathing cure, like fully, if you were a science person and nerd and geek and love this stuff, then like, that is the book for you. Cause it will explain exactly what's happening to the body and like researched and he can throw papers at you if that's the type of person you are. So, yeah. Sweet. No, and I think it's really funny too, like coming back to like my personal experience, like you're talking about breathing kind of through a belt and having a 360 breathing. And like prior to just a couple months ago, I had known this, but only for bracing for when you lift weights. Yeah. Like that was the only scenario where you really wanted to apply yeah. that. So yeah, oh, to me, it was kind of just mind blowing that it should be the normal. And it was like, that should be the normal. Right. And so like, I think I, and if you were like, what's the, if my biggest thing is if anybody's going to take anything away to actually correct breathing patterns is literally start taping your mouth at night. Cause if you can't fix your breathing at nighttime, nothing during the day will ever stick. Right. Cause then you're spending eight hours, hopefully eight yeah. hours, yeah. you know, unconsciously breathing you know, a completely different way. Most people are like, I sleep horribly in the first place. Why? Because again, you're not breathing properly. Yeah. So, right. You're not filtering any air. You're actually not being able to release, um, um, uh, like certain gases and everything. Like you need it to go through the nasal cavity, right? Mm -hmm. You need that to go through there, going through the mouth. Like you're doing nothing. Like there's nothing that's beneficial breathing here at all. Yeah. So tape your mouth, start breathing through your nose. And it might be really uncomfortable. People are like, what kind of tape you use? I use a certain kind of tape. Um, mine's called Myotape. You used to be able to get it off of Amazon. I've always gotten it through Europe just because with me being a practitioner, I do get a discount for it. So I buy it through yeah. there. But I like it because it has a hole in the middle. And so if my kids were to wake up, it doesn't feel claustrophobic for them. Right. Right. Where you can get like, God, you could cut, cut some K-tape and put some K-tape on your mouth. The yeah. white medical where you bandage stuff like that's what I was doing before I started buying regular packages my kids won't keep that on so I buy them like they each have a package by their bed and every night they put on tape and me and Andre do too like kiss goodnight put our tape on and then we're like <laughs> to bed. that's pretty funny um no and like I've that's been doing this big thing hmm? that's my biggest takeaway yeah <laughs> I'll put it in bold in the show notes Tape your mouth at night. <laughs> no, I think it's funny too, because like when you're talking about taping at night, like I Googled it, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, actually, after I started diving into breathing as well. And like you have like 50% of articles that are swearing by it. And the other 50 are just like, this is, you know, there's no science behind it. It's kind of weird. And you, you read about how, like how it's apparently recommended to tape and you can tell they don't know crap about it like one of them I remember was like oh put vaseline on your lips and put it like 
for the entire length of your mouth and I was like did you even look into this before writing and it was like I don't I don't want to say it was on WebMD but like some other kind of medical website and I was like okay yeah cool buddy yeah honestly um and my thing is is that uh I also like because Patrick McEwen like that's what he swears by and I and honestly, it's made a huge difference with like my husband, he doesn't snore anymore. And honestly, yeah. I started taping my son's mouth when, when I started doing this, but also because I started noticing he was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stuff. And that has okay. helped him so much. Again, I'm not saying because it worked for us, it's going to work for, for anybody that I have worked with and has ma have made these changes. Like I've seen a difference in them, but mm -hmm. I highly recommend and it's and same thing like breathe by james nestor he's he's an author but he has done like i think where did he go he went somewhere i think maybe stanford or something like that where he did a trial where they stuffed his nasal cavity so he couldn't breathe through his nose for two weeks and breathe and so and and did and they documented all the changes that happened to him and then yeah. took it out and then he could like only breathe through his nose and and saw like again the changes that happen just by nasal breathing. So it's a good book because it's not by like a a doctor that's like this is the only way. Like he does, he tries everything, and he's gone to talk to like all these different scientists and researchers. So like that's another book that I just recommend so that people can be like, okay, let me just look into this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. really that's really cool. Um, yeah. okay, so now I want to go back to our cold plunges. Totally um, because cool. I feel like that's kind of the other big hurdle that comes up is people are kind of just like, How do I do it? Yeah, um, like we've mentioned, like cold showers that's one option, but like, what, how, yeah. how do you categorize a cold exposure? Let's start there, and like, what are the different ways that people can actually do cold exposure? Yeah, um, so to me, like, cold exposure is like when the body is becoming, um, into cold and so it doesn't have like i think this will start here if somebody wants to just try to experiment like put your hands in some cold water like do you know what i mean like ice cold water and like that'll be your first really experience of just being like okay this is what it's going to feel like because your hands are and your feet are the first thing that loses heat right yep. so it'll kind of give you an idea of like what you're going to go up against then it's like even like putting your face in ice water right to start with these are just things like instead of being like jump right in, body in. Because again, you don't really know how you're going to respond, especially if you're not working with somebody, right? If you're working with somebody, then yes, my first thing is I am exposing them to full on cold. Um, you know, if we're doing online and I make them go into a shower and I'm on Zoom, like what, do you know what I mean? Or cold tubs, yeah. whatever. But I'd kind of start there for people that are like, I have no clue what this is going to be like. And I just am wanting to like experiment, start there. Yeah. Then really my next biggest thing is like, yeah, try cold showers. So whether it be, you do have your warm shower and then finish off with a cold shower. Um, the, the thing is, is you want it to be as cold as possible. So depending on how everything's set up, like if it's going to take a lot longer to like cool down, usually I find if you just go right in, turn to the cold, it is like fresh, fresh cold and just like jump in that way. Um, but I did cold showers, like, especially during the summertime, if something happened with like my tub or anything, like all a cold exposure to me was jumping into a cold shower. Right. It's easy. It's accessible. Like it doesn't take yeah. anything. Yeah. So nothing. Um, bathtubs, the same thing. If you got a bathtub, fill it with some cold water, get some ice, throw it in there, sit in it. 
right? Um, that's a great thing. And then you've got different things from a cold tub, which can be, you can buy cold tubs. I have a deep freezer that's been um, transformed into a cold tub. You have um, just like, but like horse uh, troughs you can fill up with cold and put some ice into it as well. You then have open water. So um, in the winter time, like there's open bodies of water, like even now before it gets snowy or anything like that, um, you can go in there and you'll get uh, introduction to cold. And then you have ice holes. So in the wintertime where you are cutting a hole in through the ice and dipping through there. So those are your main cold um, exposures. And so any of that. Also, we've done it where, same thing, in the wintertime and it's like minus 30 some outside, I've gone outside in a bathing suit and rolled around in the snow. That was going to be one of my questions, actually, is like, I feel like we see a lot uh, where your cold exposure is in water, but say like here it gets really, really cold outside, like would just going out in the air because yes. they're cold exposure as well. Yeah. Um, yes, it totally would be. Not if you're bundled up, though. No. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, if so, you can't wear your winter coat and your hat and snow pants and your entire, like that doesn't count, guys. No, yeah. So like. Um, if you want to go out like in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts and like do a walk and like actually be out there for an extended period of time, not to, again, to the point of like hypothermia or anything like that, but, um, yeah, that, that definitely would be, uh, cold exposure. Um, and I think I did that one time in so far my 289 days, or I've done it twice that I went outside and played with the kids in a bathing suit. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think I spent like 15 or 20 minutes out there again. I'm not going to say go out there for the first time again with no experience, no breath work, anything of that, I wouldn't recommend that. But again, sure. I um, feel confident <laughs> in my skill set. After 189 days, I feel like that's safe to say, especially with your your background and your experience. Yeah, um, then I could uh, do it. So, and again, I think like with the cold exposure, the next thing is like how long, right? Um, and, and I how think- cold? Yeah, so if we're water, Anything under 10 degrees is beneficial, right? Um, anything above that, you're really not getting the full benefits of cold exposure. Sure. Um, now, again, I like a certain temperature and I, I like mine to be cold. Like I am, my tub sits usually anywhere between like 0.3 degrees Celsius to like 1.7. So it just depends on like how long it's been plugged in for, if I've added any extra ice or whatever if anyone if anyone starts following you on instagram that would be the fault that they will be able to follow your stories while she just like <laughs> likes to film her deep freezer and they'll be just be like a sheet of ice and there's a little ducky with the temperature on it like <laughs> yeah um so like that's good but anything under 10 degrees is is a good starting point and that's why like right now is a great time to start cold exposure if you're new to it um especially being outside yeah. um because the temperature still of the day is sitting around like anywhere from like seven to 10 degrees in the water. So it's a great starting point and introduction to it. Um, but I would it's say like, honestly, water and it's not freezing. So it's not like, you know, you need to bundle up right away. Exactly. You're not going to freeze right away. So that's really good. Great starting point. And then you can go from there as the winter gets colder. Honestly, the water will be warmer than the outside temperature. Yeah. yeah so like when I go dip, and I've dipped in like the Ottawa river. Or I'll come to Mississippi river and dip and stuff like that. The, the water's uh, cold, yeah. but you can go outside and you're more cold than you are in the water. So 
Yeah. I remember a post you made last year. You were basically doing laps in oh. the river. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And there's snow everywhere. Like you can't see, like there's ice to a certain point to the river. And then you're just there doing your laps. And it's just like, okay, I, cool. Wow. Yeah. And again, not something I'm going to tell people to, to do, but I was a national level swimmer and I actually really enjoy actually cold swimming. It's not an easy feat to do, but it's a great challenge. And like, my goal is to like, go to the, like, there's international, like, um, like winter swimming championships. So like over in Europe. And so they cut 25 meters into open water through ice and you like compete. Yeah. So, and that's wow. a goal is to be able to go there and do it. I wish there was more opportunities to like here in North America. There sure. actually is a, a meet in Vermont. Okay, in maybe you need to organize it, Susan. I do need, <laughs> I really do want to go. Um, um, yeah, so the International Winter Swimming Championships, but there is a meet in Vermont that does it. And so um, you've got to, and when you are swimming in the winter, you're not with a, a wetsuit. Like you don't get to have anything. You don't get to have booties. Yeah, no, it's just like regular bathing suit. Yeah. Like just yeah. So that's my thing. But uh, and there's it's amazing. There's actually quite a huge community that actually does it. But that's you know something I think that people can like go to if it's something they enjoy. But really, yeah, just going your way up to it. Yeah. So starting off cold exposure, like if you can only do thirty seconds, do thirty seconds. Your yeah. ideal time, again, this is, again, research is going to be based is anywhere from two to three minutes. People say after that, you get full benefit. So like anything going past, I always keep people, I'm going to say I keep people in, but I always push for a three minute mark for um, my clients and a lot of other places will do too. I just find it takes, honestly, most people, the first like 40 actually relax and be like, okay, yeah. I'm not dying and this is going to be fine. And so I like to give them an, an extra two minutes at that point, then to be in it, in that zone of being like, oh, this is good. Not that like minute and 15 seconds. I just feel like that's too quick. Again, mm -hmm. is struggling um, and I'm there. That lies on me because there's obviously something that I'm not doing properly because I, there hasn't been one person yet that I haven't been able to put in water that I haven't been able to keep there for minimum three minutes. Right. But again, because I, I focus on their breathing. A lot of people will be like, I can't do it. And they've only lasted like 30 seconds. Then the next goal is like 45. And usually it's because they're on their own. Yeah. They have no more coaching them through it and all of that. But um, you'll see research everywhere from between two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. Three minutes. Um, we like to say it's just your ego talking at that point. Sure. So, you know, it's not like, oh, you hit 10 minutes. So you're better than the person that only did three minutes. No. Will different amounts of, let's say, um, dopamine levels or like brown fat thermogenesis happen? Yes, it can. Like the longer that you're in there and if you're shivering more, but again, it's not like, oh my gosh, sit in there for 10 minutes. You're going to lose this amount. Like it's not going to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we say three minutes. Do I have some clients that, um, I work with every Wednesday I do breath and cold plunge classes. And I have some that will stay for like anywhere from like five to seven minutes you know what I mean? And I'm okay with that because I'm there. I'm watching them. I know them. Um, I can see how their breathing is, um, right. how everything's working. And again, people are like, what about hyperthermia? This is it. If you know what hyperthermia is, it's when your body is um, losing more heat than what you can produce, right? Yep. So if you're sitting in a cold exposure in a tub or ice hole or anything, and you're with somebody and we are like, have you in this state of like calm and you're breathing, you're not losing more heat than what you're producing. Right. 
and you're not in there for 30 minutes in minus like it's not happening yeah so to me when people are like oh my gosh I'm gonna hyperthermia I'm, I'm gonna say no you're not like you shouldn't be in there long enough anyways but again if you're breathing and you're just like deregulated no it's not gonna happen yeah um now could it feel like you're gonna get like frostbite on your fingers and your feet 100 because again you're you've that's where you're losing heat from. Yeah. So I always recommend people, um, and especially if I'm dipping in the middle of dead of winter and it's like minus 30 or 40 outside and like the water is like seriously at freezing, I have neoprene booties. I bought them off Amazon. I think they were yeah. 20 bucks. I'll put those on so that my feet aren't as frozen. I try now not to utilize them just because, again, if the goal is to continue to swim, um, in these winter championships. And the goal is for me to get to like the Arctic circle and swim there. You can't, you can't have any of that stuff on. Sure. So but again, I'm, I think that's another stage of things that you can do to kind of work your way up. Exactly. So there's even people that I've worked with that I'm like, just bring some wool socks, like just bring some socks. We'll put them on and get in the water. Like if don't invest in a pair of neoprene booties, if this isn't something that you're going to do. Yeah. Right. So it's like, put some, like just even a, a thin layer of socks will create some heat. Sure. And uh, not help, like not lose all the heat that's coming out of the feet from that. So, and you'll also notice like if you're watching people, a lot of people keep their hands out again, it's because of they lose heat from there. Right. Yeah. So um, there's days where I put my hands in, there's days where I don't put my hands in and it just mm -hmm. really depends on, it really kind of depends on how you're feeling and like what's going on. So the biggest thing is, is when you do get down, I always want to get people. Uh, so the water's hitting the back of the neck. So that vagus nerve is being hit constantly. Right. Um, and that's why, Again, you'll hear people say cold exposure in like tubs, open water, ice holes, whatever, where you're down to your neck are better than a shower and just right. constantly moving in the shower. So it's not being hit constantly on it where mm -hmm. some people say, gosh, I find a shower harder. Yes. You find a shower harder because when you're sitting in a cold tub uh, or ice hole or any of that, you create a small um, thin sheath of like this protectiveness between you and the water yeah just from your body heat heating up the water that's just the closest yeah. to your skin like cool we're in the shower you can't ever create that yeah so it's coolness constantly hitting you like that that's yeah. why open water that's moving is it's also quite challenging yeah it's that or if somebody's in a tub with me i will get them to move their armpit like move their arms up and yeah. down or i'll come and i'll just swing them like i will move the water around on them and they're like what and it's just so that you don't have that sheath anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. But those are the biggest things, like under 10 degrees and honestly, no more than three minutes. You really don't need anything more than three minutes. Like you're just, it's just your, like we say, ego talking, but don't get me wrong. There's times where I've spent 20 some minutes in. And again, that's only because, again, I'm experienced in this. I yeah. know my body, um, but I'm also like, I'm working up to something else. Right. But sure. really- I'm going to say my average is I sit around really anywhere three to six minutes is my average. Sure. No, yeah. I think the numbers that I read was in, in a week, you want to have a total of 11 minutes. Yeah. But which like, again, yeah. would basically average out to, you know, a couple of dips at three to four minutes. Yes. So uh, Susanna Somberg, she is a uh, researcher. Um, she, like this is what she does. Cold swimming. Like that is what her research is on. Yeah. She's uh a doctor in that and um same thing seven to 11 minutes ideally a week mm -hmm. so 
spread out. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not, there's not people, not m- many people want to continue to dip every single day. And the thing is, is people are like, it does, it's a, it's actually a workout on your nervous system. Yeah. Like it, it is really, stress. it is like, I'm putting my body under stress and I'm then trying to like, you know, calm it down, but yeah. it's a lot. It's surprising how, as much as it energizes, if I've done a weekend retreat where my dipping, I've done anywhere from like nine to like 12 dips over the weekend, wow. I come back and I'm exhausted because it is a lot of stress on your body. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think they're like, then why are you doing it every day? And it's just like, it is, it is my thing. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like so I work out every day. I dip every day. That is my thing. That's my peace, my quiet. That's my interreflection. And that is just where I like to go. And I yeah. set a goal for myself and now it's just become a part of my daily routine. And, yeah. um, and because um, I also find if I'm on a retreat and I'm doing it like that, there's also a lot of self-healing going on, right? Where now my dips are, yeah, some days are harder because there is some reflection going on, but then there are other days, like I'm dipping just because I said I was going to do 365 days and I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to break that promise to myself. So it's like in three minutes, perfect. Great. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And there was no self-reflection. Yeah. yeah. No, and I remember, um, for a while when you were posting your dips you mm-hmm. you had a tendency to do them pretty late in the day yep like i want to say like 11 11 30 and and later oh, yeah um, right before, before midnight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah is that is that your limit is to get it in before midnight, yeah, to midnight. Count like, it for the day yeah i honestly i'd fall asleep on the couch and i ha- wouldn't have it done and on it'd be like 11 50 and not andre's yeah. like you have 10 minutes yeah. He's like, you want to see your dip in. So go do it. And I'm like, yeah. And I will admit, like I used to, I used to show my dip every day. And I think I did up to day hundred. And then I did a lot of, um, again, I went on a massive journey of self-healing even through that, like more than what I've done. Yeah. And my dips became a, um, a private thing for me. There was a lot of, so, so I stopped posting. I'm kind of back to posting every once in a while, but, um, my dips are really, uh, this almost like sacred time for me yeah, yeah. And you don't always want to share that sometimes it's just time for you and um I'm just bringing it up because one I thought it was it was really encouraging to kind of be like oh wow okay one dip a day she can do it I can too yeah. but the other thing I wanted to bring up is um the effect that it has on your body temperature and that doing it so late in the day especially for anyone who's tuning in that is new to cold dips that doing them earlier today might be more beneficial because otherwise it can affect your sleep to some extent. 100%. So um, just like anything, almost like it's like caffeine or something like that, right? Like it, it um, changes the body. Um, and so it's like this surge of energy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people love doing it first thing in the morning because it, it wakes them up and then it, you're good to go for the day. And it helps you focus. People yeah. are often more productive, like great way to get into the work mode. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. Like, it's literally like, Ooh, like, let's get this day started. Like, this is amazing. Um, I do mine. I would say 80% of the time still now, um, I do mine in the evening. And the reason I like that is usually I would try not all the time, but I would try to do it at least like an hour before I went to bed because yes, it is going to give me a bit of a surge, but it actually like, and I think again, because 
if you watch me get into the water, you will not see me once breathe into my chest. Like yeah. I get into water and it goes straight into my diaphragm and I'm in a parasympathetic state within three seconds. So like it is just, just in terms of your, your ability, your me the mental space that it puts you in is almost more conductive to you going to sleep in an hour or so, as opposed to the physiological stress and increase in temperature and whatever, yeah. uh, which yes, I just said increase in temperature, even though you're getting into a cold tub. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So mine is just, um, it helps me just really relax. Right. And so I get out and again, like, it's just like, great, dry myself off and I crawl into bed and I could probably be sleeping within 20, 30 minutes right. and like deep sleep. So, um, get to know yourself would be the best tip dude, for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's, it is like, I think it's like with anything, if you've ever started taking a supplement or anything like that, you know what I mean? Like you, they say, take magnesium at nighttime, right. To help you to go yep. to sleep. But there's some people who start taking magnesium and they're up all night because it's just, it's something new into their system and either they're depleted and that's a different subject. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's the same thing for the cold exposure. You really got to find what works for you. And so, um, are there days that I just dip after all my clients dip and then I jump into the tubs because it's all set up and it's like, might as well do it. I'm right here. And Which then I don't, why is that like seven in the morning or so? Yeah. I start the breath class at six and usually they're in yeah. the water by six, four, six thirty, six forty, but um, yeah. Right. Um, and because don't get me wrong by the time the nighttime does come, I'm not eager to jump into a cold tub. Like I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like, going to feel so good. It's like, yeah, no, right? it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. And also because, because my dips are this like sacred spot, especially depending on what my day was like, a lot can come up for me or, mm -hmm. or it's just like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm bearing through this three minutes to get done. Cause I I'm just over it. Yep. But I find that I think because of my day, um, whether it be whatever's happened on at work or, uh, I'm definitely a, a, a coach that can take on my clients and what they're feeling and especially working with people that have emotional releases. And it just like, it's, a, you take on this a lot and yep. then three children and school and activities and that. So it's also just like, ugh, like it's almost like I get into the water and it allows whatever I'm holding on to, to be washed away. So that mm -hmm. releases a lot of tension and stress. And then I can go to bed feeling great. So yeah, you got to do what's good for you. I would say, I like to say to people like play around with it like play around with it. You're going to find yeah. what works best for you. Yeah. Try different times, try the different ways to do a cold dip. Like, yeah, yeah. but what frequency. Yeah, no, totally. And that's it is like, everything's kind of just a, a trial and error, right? Like you're going to test it. Like you're going to test out how, like what temperature you like to be at. And you're going to test out for how long you want to be in there for. And you know, what type of cold exposure is your favorite? So like, yeah. I would say like an ice hole in the dead of winter, like with nothing else around you is like ideal for me. I love it. I don't get it a lot. So I think maybe that also why, but there's something about being outside in nature dipping than being in a cold tub in anywhere. your garage. Yeah. Like mine's in my garage, but yeah, even, like I'm lucky for the cold tubs here at work. 
they are outside. So I get to watch like the sunrise come up and everything with it. But like, right. there's something of being an open water, like a, an ice hole. So like the water's frozen, but you've cut this hole out. You're sitting there and it's just like snow mounds around you. And like, whether you're on a lake, so all you're seeing is trees. Like there's just something about grounding yourself in nature, mm-hmm. which is huge. Um, okay, oh, that has its all whole other list of benefits that you can yeah get more bang for your buck yeah right like nate like being outside in nature like we always say that like first thing you do like get some natural like uh vitamin d and like ground yourself put your feet on the ground like outside in the grass whatever it might be so like it's the same thing for the water like ground yourself and you put your feet into like the bottom of that you know and like dig in and it's it's a huge thing so um open water i do enjoy too because i don't get a lot of ice holes around here um You know, it's a, it's a lot to take on to make an ice hole and keep it going and stuff like that. Well, so, just, you know, find the right spot, take your car, go to there. it, get all set up, especially yeah. if you're by yourself, which, you know, obviously if you're brand new to this, yeah. like don't do it by yourself, but <laughs> yeah, in your case. Yeah. But anyone who it's funny, even, I don't actually even think last year I dipped once um in an ice I never dipped in an ice hole by myself like I always had Andre there with me sure he didn't dip but he was always there do you know what right. I mean like even me with my experience I'll, it's always best to have somebody there just in case yeah. during the day here like I'll go to Mississippi River and dip, dip by myself like no problem um again being in open water and moving water is a completely different beast as well um and so I do enjoy that but like that one I'm, I'm I feel like I'm pretty okay with um yeah and yeah, again, it just depends on how I'm feeling, but I mean, I do enjoy dipping with other people and, uh, I enjoy sharing it with and, and watching new people experience it and then be able to like, be like, ah, like, wow. So, yeah. I mean, I had somebody on Wednesday for the first time ever doing cold exposure and she was, uh, um, we did breath work and got into the tub and like, she just full on, uh, broke down crying and like, it wasn't a bad cry, but it was just like whatever was speaking to her was speaking to her. And it was like great to experience that. And like, got out being like, Oh my gosh, I've never felt better. Do you know what I mean? So I think that we always kind of equate, you know, tears or emotions, maybe being like a bad thing, but that's a whole other, (laughs) I feel like we could have a whole other episode, hour long discussion on where that comes from. Yeah. But yeah. So you know what I mean? To me, I'd like to say just like everybody try it. It's like, right cold tubs are great but like seriously go into a cold shower like right in your own home no, and I then like that's like such a nice accessible easy yeah. like you said like you take your regular shower if that's what you want like you don't want to get in the shower twice or whatever take your regular shower switch it to cold stay in there for two minutes like put your timer put a song yeah. like something and right like yeah get a song but I mean this is it it's like I mean your hairdresser will tell you how benefits how beneficial it is to wash your hair in cold water like right and like even yeah. your dermatologist be like cold water is great for your skin. So like there's so many other benefits to it. So it's just like, it's a great starting point. Um, and it's easy. And that's it is like at the end of the day, like um, these are two things that are so f- they're free, like breath work and cold exposure are free. Yes. You know, people are like, yeah, but you get like, this is your job. And so like doing, pe- yes. Like, do you want to mean like, it is my job, but at the end of the day, I want you to be able to be out on your own to be able to yeah. do these things and you can do them for free. Um, but I still pay to go see people to do different cold exposure retreats and breath work and stuff. Cause I just feel like you can always learn from other people. Mm-hmm. No matter 
how great you are. And I think we, we all know that no matter what career we're in, like we can always learn. And so it's always just fun to share these things with other people and experience it. But yeah, no, it's pretty funny too. Cause like I mentioned, I think I started doing it somewhat regularly last winter and I would do it in snow. Cause that was what, what was easiest for me then. And I remember the first time, I think I only stayed like 30 seconds and I messaged you and I was like, my skin <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no no you're good you're fine yeah. um and then like my partner kept seeing me doing it all winter long and then he started doing it but yeah his thing was put a song on like you know three uh, something that's over three minutes and that's his timer and as he gets to listen to it and then we got a livestock tank out here that's outside so really fun to be able to just enjoy nature have the song and then so yeah it's been really fun to it's also cool that it's become become an activity that we can do together yeah no Ooh. it's great it is do you want to what it is something very nice to share and like that's it is like i took andre to a um cold camp like so uh, there's a company in toronto that i do facilitation work with and um at the end of the season because usually the cold season ends at the end of march yeah. and uh, i brought him to a cold camp and where we dipped every morning and every night and we did cycles. So we went cold heat, cold heat, cold heat. And it was great. And it was great. Like it was honestly something amazing to do together, um, especially because it's something that so, means so much to me. And, right. and that it's really become kind of the pillar of, of what you do and what you help others do. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, does he dip as regular as me? No, he doesn't. But um he'll get in there and he usually does a lot of cold showers sure. um but yeah it's 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 something nice to share and I think that's also it like with this community that I have you know uh been a part of like it with Stanbound and in Toronto and then the community that I'm like creating here in Carlton Place and in even in Stittsville it's just like this different like it's amazing like it's just a this it is a family like they truly have become family to me and it's it is heartwarming to be able to like go places and our first thing is is like where's cold water or where can we dip at and yeah. you know what I mean like that's what we we you know put things around and people go eat and drink and we go cold plunging which I feel like this is a really great place to wrap up the episode. So do you have any kind of last comments, tips for, because again, I feel like the majority of people listening to this are going to be fairly new to cold dips. So any kind yeah. of comments on what yeah, we talked so about? I think the biggest thing is, is like, I mean, you have social media. So like really you can Google anything and try to find out and like anywhere can give you tips. But I'm just going to say like biggest thing is like, get some breathing down because that's going to be your, that's what's going to ground you in a cold exposure is you need to find your breath. Yeah. Like in any situation, stressful, your breath is your anchor. So find that and practice that so that when you get into that first time cold exposure, you can find your breath again to help you settle your nervous system. Yeah. Especially like, as you're kind of learning and experiencing what it feels like for the first time, at least you have something familiar to kind of rely on. Yeah. And ease into it. You don't have to go there and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do five. Like, you don't need to ease into the, or sorry, jump into it very fast. Like, ease into it. If it's yeah. 30 seconds, it's 30 seconds. And the biggest thing is, is to be able to learn how to 
warm your body prior going into the uh, cold exposure and warm your body afterwards. So, and what I mean by that is like, when you go outside and you go into cold exposure, like don't just jump right into it, do some squats, warm the body, get the blood flowing, get in, get out and warm the body naturally again. So yeah. don't rely on like getting a towel and getting warm, start moving the body, whether it's back to squats and that. So you get the blood flow going and the body can learn how to warm itself naturally. Biggest thing, but I just like breath is my biggest thing is just because I have seen people try to jump in there and they cannot, especially if you're doing this on your own, I can guarantee you will not last a minute if you cannot find your breath. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for the words of wisdom. <laughs> thank you. Gosh, I had so much fun. Thank you so much. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you or follow you or like what, what do you have in the works where people can find you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just Susan Benoit, like Instagram it's family, but I do do a lot of cold things and we'll take a lot of people that are doing all of this stuff. So depending where you are, um, I teach uh, breath and cold classes at Carlton place on Wednesday mornings at 6 AM. Um, I will be teaching in yoga town in Stittsville, um, on Tuesday evening, starting November 15th. And, um, also be like, you go to yoga town. I'm actually like hosting a ton of retreats, like three day retreats and one day retreats. And those are all on their website. Uh, yep. they've hosted, they're hosting it for me. So, um, and they're out in like Wakefield. So we've got property there where, uh, right on the a water. So you'll, uh, cold plunge in the water right there. And, uh, there's saunas there. So you can go back and forth and, um, I am partnering up with Tracy below. So she does all the yoga and everything like that. Um, yeah, so really that's it. Um, you know, there'll be more to come. Um, Stay tuned. Like, what she's yeah. saying is go follow her because she's amazing. And then you can, you can stay up to date with everything that she creates. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, I have all the links, uh, linked below. So if you want to check it out, please go do so. She's amazing for anything, breath work and cold exposure. Um, and that is it for today. And I will see you guys in the next one.